You know, come on, come to life today. How many of you believe God wants to do something in your hearts and lives today? Come on, come on. Listen, if we don't praise him, even the rocks will cry out. Where are we at, Lynch's? Let me hear you, Lynch's. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're kind of there. You're kind of there. But it seems like it's half-hearted. I know it was a late night last night. I know it's a three-day weekend. Man, I praise God for you guys for being here. Give yourselves a round of applause. You deserve credit. It's Memorial Day weekend, and you're here. I, I, uh, I respect that. I honor you for that. And, uh, man, I thank you for coming, for being a part of this special service. This is a great day, and uh, it's going to be an even better day. We've got some exciting things in store for the day. So um, without further ado, I want to invite my uh, good friend, uh, Chaplain J.R. Lorenzen, to join me up on the stage. Give him a round of applause as well, would you? Welcome, brother. All right, have a seat. So... Uh, we're doing a talk show today. We're going to do a sermon talk show today. It's going to be really, really good. This is uh, uh, Chaplain J.R. Lorenzen, and uh, I met J.R. about um, maybe five or six months ago, something like that, and, and J.R. was doing some recon because he's military, and he was doing some recon on the church, and I was like, whoa, that's scary. What, what did we do wrong? But he wasn't doing recon in the church because we did anything wrong. It's because this is an uh, this is the home of a polling place. There's there's a uh, you know elections that happen here, and so he came the night before, and we were kind of getting the building spruced up. We were still in all of that mode, and still got a lot to do. But we were doing a lot of work around the building, and, and he pulls up in his big pickup truck, and he he he's like pulling in, circling the property, and. Then he's like, hi, I'm JR, and, and I introduced myself. I said, I'm Trevor, I'm the pastor. And so we just got to, to talking, and, and, and he was saying, you know, I just needed to know where, we were, where I was going to be voting tomorrow, so I just came by. And, and that started a relationship that has caused him to make this his church home. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. God wastes nothing. Say it again. God wastes nothing. Yeah, God wastes nothing. You're absolutely right, JR. So, man, I, I want you to, to be able to introduce yourself for a minute. I want you to talk for a few minutes. Tell us who you are, what you're doing here. Um, maybe, yeah, even explain that uniform a little bit. T- tell us about J.R. Lorenzen. So, shh, little secret. J.R. actually stands for Jason Robert. But nobody calls me Jason except my dad and the government. Because to the government, you're often just a number, a, a name. And so uh, been J.R. as long as I can remember. Um, And I've been walking with the Lord since he called me. I didn't come from a religious family uh, or even, I would say, spiritual, but that still small voice was calling. And hey, to the misfit youth, praise the Lord, because oftentimes that's the first, you know, I looked for a church that had a, a happening youth group, and then the Lord continued to draw me, draw me into his word, and then I heard him calling me. So I was in the military as I went ROTC, um, debt-free, government paid for my, my, uh, my college education for my bachelor's, and so I served 10 years as a reservist, as an engineer officer, and then I felt the Lord calling me to make a difference for not only time, but for eternity, wow. and I went to seminary, and then I was serving in a local church, and then came in as an active duty chaplain in 2007, and I've been serving ever since. So I, I did some math earlier as we were trying to figure this out. JR has been serving our nation for 25 years. Isn't that good? 25 years. 
Thank you for your service. So, so uh, tell us about your family. There's, I don't yeah. see any Lorenzans running around here. Why is that? You did on Easter. I did on Easter. Yeah, yeah you're right. So um, I came down here to, simply to give them a place to vacation. So <laughs> they, nice. uh, as is the case sometimes for us who serve in uniform, uh, one of those costs is we are separated by duty, but we are united in love. And I got quick turn uh, orders to come down to Harb, the Homestead Air Reserve Base, to be the command chaplain for Special Operations Command South that supports uh, Doral Southcom in, in providing uh, stability to our neighbors to the south. Uh, so they're up uh, at Fort Bragg, and uh, they're part of a church family up there. My wife leads worship, and she also does a women's ministry. My kids all go to the same school up there, and so not knowing how long I had down here, I came and I geographically bachelor is what okay. I'm doing. So and how many children do you have? Five. Well, and I say this because God wastes nothing. My wife and I have been married for about 20 years, uh, not about 20 years, uh, the 21st of September. And uh, he has blessed us with six pregnancies and five children. Wow. And uh, so my oldest is 16, working at Chick-fil-A. Um, nice. And she'll graduate next year. She started early. And my youngest is nine. So, uh, girl, 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 little guy. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Five kids. <laughs> I want to, um, like, honor your wife, my brother. That's, Amen. A, that's amazing. No, I cannot say enough good things about her. And she's, she's a geographical bachelorette. And a single mom. Is a, she... a geographical single mom. Yeah. Man. Yeah, she's an amazing woman. I could not do what God has called me to do without her. And I think that's true of everyone. I mean, when we look at our, our relationships, two are better than one. And it's because we are one in God through Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit for his glory. Amen. Amen. Some of you may not know JR. He attends our first service. But uh, as I got to know him and, and figured out what, what kind of an honor it is that, that uh, the, the chaplain for the Homestead Reserve Air, Air Reserve Base chose our church. Um, and, and so we just started a conversation and a while back said, hey, listen, we're doing an honor series. And the very last week in the honor series is falls on Memorial Day. Why not consider, would you consider joining me uh, as we talk about what Memorial Day is and what it's all about? And, and you just speaking from uh, a, a military standpoint, a chaplain's perspective, just really being able to, to uh, encourage and speak to, to us in that. I want to I jump right in. Um, so there's two holidays that are part of our, our, you know, surrounded around our, our military every year. Um, Veterans Day, obviously, is the other, and, and Memorial Day. What's the difference? What's the significance of that? It's easy to conflate the two. Um, I think it's beautiful that, that it's twice a year, almost six months apart. And this is something, and I don't mind being redundant when it's things of truth. But lest we never forget. May right. we never forget. In Veterans Day, it is fitting to go around to anyone who has raised their hand to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that they wear the uniform to defend the Constitution of the United States. Not, not a person in office, but that document in which we say that we believe that God has given us these inalienable rights, that these are from God, not from man. Yeah. And that what Memorial Day is, so you may thank a veteran, 
and that is right and good on Veterans Day. But Memorial Day is for those who gave the last full measure, who shed their blood to defend those rights that God has given, and to give others the ability to choose freedom indeed. I often tell my soldiers, and you may have them ask, what are we doing here, chaplain? And I said, in the best case scenario, we set aside the free exercise of our rights, just as Jesus set aside the free exercise of his divine attributes, he came down, and this is a military phrase, embraced our suck, walked amongst, walked amongst us. He cried and he sweat and he bled so that we might have freedom. But we would have freedom indeed, eternal good. freedom. And we do that in a small way, those who choose to wear the uniform, so that others may choose freedom. Not freedom of democracy, freedom politically, but my prayer is, and this is what I've resolved in my heart, is, Lord, if you send me to that foreign shore, may I in some way shine the light of the gospel that they may choose freedom. Freedom, indeed. And so that's, that's Memorial awesome. Day. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so we, we thank you for your service, and we thank those that are veterans, active or, you know, past, how do you say that? Active or... Retired military? Sure, I mean, some are retired. Some just simply wore the uniform for four years for a term of service. And then God calls them somewhere else, and, and that's fine as well. Yeah, so, so we, we thank you for your service, those of you that have, have done what you've done. But Memorial Day is a day when we remember specifically those that, as JR says, gave the full last measure, that sacrificed everything, not just four years or... 25 years, but literally everything that, that died for uh, that freedom that we sometimes take for granted. That's so good. So, so um, we remember, you know, Memorial Day for many, it's about barbecue, isn't it? Like Memorial Day is about an extra day off of work. Remor Memorial Day is sometimes just like, you know, oh man, it's an inconvenience because the banks are closed. But it's more than that, Right. It's got to be. It's got to be something that's significant, something that we were talking about earlier in the service, in the previous service, was the fact that Memorial Day is a cause for a pause. Talk to us about that for just a minute. There are many times in which God would call his people. He gave them holy convocations. He gave them uh, the Passover, the Feast of Weeks, and Pentecost, like you shared with us the other day so that we would remember, so that we would pause and think about the cost for what we have to enjoy. And so I think that, that there are many opportunities in life, seasons, in which we have a cause to pause and reflect on the blessings we have, that's Thanksgiving, but yeah. also, um, also so we could think about the cost of those freedoms that we enjoy, especially in this nation. And I like that. I like that. Like, it's not just a day off. It's not just an opportunity to invite friends over for a barbecue. Uh, this is a, uh, we, we pause for a cause. So yes, you can have a barbecue, but let's not forget why you're having a barbecue. Let's not forget those that paid it all, that put it on the line. 
And uh, it's significant, and uh, I think it's fitting in the honor series that we really think about and consider what it is that was done. Again, we're, we, we're honoring man, but we're glorifying God. We're glorifying, in fact, we're glorifying God um, for the men and women that, that ha- he has put in our life, that he is, uh, you know, the teachers and the first responders and the mothers. And we talked about the Renew crew last week. But, like, all of this in the honor series, it's about an honor but really, we're going to glorify God, and we do glorify God for the freedoms that came through the fallen that gave it all. Okay, how, how do you remember? What are, what are some ways, for those of us that are, you know, maybe didn't grow up in a military family, that this isn't just second nature to them. This is not so much, I mean, years ago, this was a, a military town, but now it's not. Um, you know, I think you said there's 650 um, you know, uh, soldiers that, that serve the Homestead Air Reserve base, that's not very many in comparison to other, you know, military outlets. Um, how, how do we remember, you know, for those of us that, that don't have people like that in our life, what would you say to us, uh, ways that we could, could remember, or, or maybe even start with what you say that you do in, in the Army and in the Armed Forces? Sure. This cause to pause is an invitation to each of you. So I don't know how you will choose to remember. God does honor his servants, but he will share his glory with no one. So we're here for no other reason today than to give God all the glory. One way in which I've chosen is, and I thank you for your gratitude, but I'm humbled to serve. I'm humbled to be here. I wear this uniform as a memorial. And it's dangerous because sometimes people will look at it and go, oh, look at that, or the, you know, the bling, the shiny things. And it's not about me. I wear this uniform when I go with a, an officer and they knock on the door to let a loved one know their service member's not coming home. Wow. I wear this uniform when we do a memorial service for the unit and they do the last roll call and they call the name three times, and that service never never responds because there's one missing from the mess. I wear this uniform also when I go to the graveside, and we pay the last military honors and tributes to one who has worn the uniform. And so I, I wear this uniform today, not for me, but as a memorial, a reminder of those who have paid that last war measure. Wow. The military, and so I, I wear this uniform at other times too because we'll have formal occasions. Right. And so um, part of the camaraderie, the esprit de corps, if you've ever heard of that, the spirit of the core of the body, is they'll have a dining in, they'll have a regimental ball, they'll have a military celebration where they remember their lineage and from where they came. And so this is often the uniform we'd wear, but we'd put a bow tie on. But at those events, and also at every dining facility on a military installation, there's a singular table with a white cloth that drapes it. And there's a table that they lean up against, I mean, a a chair that they lean up against the table so no one can sit in it. And on that is one single place setting. And there's a plate with a slice of lemon and then a small pile of salt, the lemon for the bitterness of, of life in combat and the salt for the sweat and the tears of one who did not return home. And there's a glass which is inverted because they cannot drink and dine with us this day. 
and that there is a singular rose that reminds us that there is a loved one whose service member did not come home. And then often there is a Bible there to remember the shield of faith that guided them and ultimately protected them spiritually in the midst of that conflict. And so that's a way that the military will often remind themselves daily and at these special events that there are those who did not come home so that we could. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, blown away by that and, and just thinking about, uh, you know, the fact that they never take it for granted. They never forget. You know, we, we oftentimes just, it's passing thought that there are people serving in other countries, risking their life right now, and yet we're, you know, eating our hamburgers and just going on with life. Um, and, and that's a reminder of the sacrifice that already was and the sacrifice that will be because, there, you know, that last soldier that died, it wasn't the last. He won't be the last. There will be more that will, will suffer and will die for, in defense of our Constitution, of our nation, and even for others uh, that they've, they've uh, committed to help. You know, I, I want to talk about this concept. I went with my daughter when she was in the sixth grade, I took my daughter to, um, I, didn't, I, I just was part of the field trip. Her sixth grade class went to Washington, D.C. And if you've never been to Washington, D.C., man, let me encourage you, take that trip. Try to find a guide that will give you a tour uh, because it's so much better even with the tour guide. It's exhausting. There's so much to see, museums and monuments and the Capitol, all these things. But one of the, the, the mornings we spent, I'll never forget I'll never forget that, that time uh, that we visited Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, anybody ever been to Arlington National Cemetery? A few of you have, have visited there. It's, it's this most pristine, most beautiful uh, cemetery full of uh, headstones of, you know, the graves of, of fallen soldiers. And, and it's just pristine. It's perfect. And every stone is identical in shape and in rows and uh, just perfectly lined out um, in such a way that it, it just, the, the, the somber, the sobering reality that each of those stones represents a life. Each, each of those stones represents a sacrifice, a soldier that did not come home. There was this thing that, that we visited there in kind of the, uh, I guess, in one particular part of the cemetery and it's called the, the tomb. T talk about this. The tomb this. of the unknown soldier. So, so what is that? Talk about that for a minute. So something that the, the United States military, regardless of branch, endeavors to do is to never leave a service member behind. That we are our brother and our sister's keepers. So good. And so even in the midst of the battlefield, when one falls, we will bring them home. And as much as we value that and we endeavor to do that, there's the fact that there are those whom we did not bring home with us. And so there is this sacred tomb in which we remember that every life is precious and that everyone has shed their blood for the defense of our freedoms, which come from God, that we will never forget. And so 24-7, it is guarded by hand-picked select few who, who, who will walk that, that solemn area, because you said it, you're walking on sacred ground. Yeah. And so those are there to defend that sacredness. 
I'll never forget it because there was a, a crowd of people gathered to see it, to experience it, to, to just, you know, watch what happens there. And, and there was in the crowd, there was a lady and her phone began to ring and, and she began to speak loudly. And I think she made a, a, a misstep. And this soldier that literally just walks back and forth with this military march back and forth uh, in front of the tomb. Uh, I, I say this with respect, but literally he sounded like a drill sergeant at that point yelling at this little tourist lady, like literally almost barking an order at her to, to back up and to be reverent and to quiet down. And it was like, man, that, that is, that's serious. That's, that's, that, it, was, it was crazy to me, but that's how serious they take it. And um, I, I, I just never forget. So, and that happens all day, every day? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That, that tomb is guarded and honored. And a sentry, a, a soldier walks back and forth, standing guard over them. Rain, snow, sleet. And you could see what uh, Pastor Trevor talked about if you were to go on to your favorite uh, video viewing device on the internet, whatever that is. But there are times when those soldiers, in order to, to maintain the respect and the solemnity of that situation, will use their command voice, their big boy voice, and they will inform you that you are unsettling this sacred space. Why don't we have that same reverence for God, yeah. though, too? Yeah, isn't that good? So, so here's, here's two thoughts that come to my mind when you say they do it 24-7, 365. First of all, I think about the fact that sometimes we don't even, for our military or for our nation, we don't do it even twice a year or once a year for that matter. We have a barbecue, but we forget the rest of that. We, we're not really paying attention to, to what that is, and, and we've got to do that. But even more than that, I think about that, but I think about, how, how we, like that cause for a pause, they do it 24-7, 365, and yet as it relates to our relationship with God, because you referenced that, like how often do we just overlook that? How, how, how often do we, like that's what the Lord's Day is about. That's what this Sunday is for us. It's a cause for a pause. It's a time when we stop and we say, thank you, God. For what you've done for us. And I'm, I, sometimes it breaks my heart as a pastor and as a follower of Jesus that, you know, we, we have lost that first love. We've lost that passion. Like, yes, we'll go to church and we might go to church two times a month and that's our church. So for an hour, twice, you know, two hours, we consider ourselves doing that. But yet the sacrifice and what Jesus did, I think it's worth more than that. I think it's a good analogy for us to remember, like, there's got to there's be something to be said. In the same way that we honor those that have fallen, and in the same way that the military takes seriously the, that unknown soldier, man, let's, let's remember these things that are worth remembering. Um, I want to transition to a text. I want to, you know, it was great to interview you, but I want us to talk about a text. And I want you to participate in that and help us think through this. But I want to, I want to go first to the Old Testament and then we'll go to the New Testament. I want to take you to Joshua chapter four. 
And I think we have the words on the screen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these words uh, here. Joshua chapter 4, starting at verse 1. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing. Okay, because these priests actually went out into the Jordan in the middle of a flood stage, like when the, when the river waters were high, they stood out there, and when they stood out there, the, the waters receded so that the Israelites could cross over from the wilderness into the promised land, which they had been waiting for for some 40 years. And they said, take up these stones and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stayed at night. So Joshua, verse 4, called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and he said, go over before the ark of the Lord, go into the middle of the Jordan, take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones are to be, to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Why do I read that verse to you? Why do I, uh, I share that passage in the Old Testament with you? Because I, I can almost see those 12 stones that symbolize, that memorialize what God did for the Israelites entering into the promised land. I can almost see those 12 stones, almost like the stones. And I think you guys have that on the screen. If you do, if you could pull up that, that picture at the Arlington Cemetery I almost see those stones in that very same way. That this isn't just a place where the body is buried. This is a memorial that says, wow, we, we, are, we are thankful for your sacrifice. We are thankful for your service. And in the same way that God delivered the Israelites and, and, and got them through the Jordan River, from, from the Red Sea into the wilderness, and then from the wilderness into the Promised Land, they set up these stones as a reminder, as a memorial of what he had done. I think that these stones behind me, and every stone in every cemetery representing every fallen soldier that is given, is a reminder to you, is a reminder to me that somebody paved the way, that somebody cleared the path, so that we could enter into the promised land. I hope and I pray that you don't take these stones for granted. I hope and I pray that you remember what was given for you. We glorify God. We honor the people that have done what they've done for, for us, given pay, paying the last measure, that sacrifice for our freedoms. I want to move you to the New Testament for just a minute. I want to take you to a, a, another memorial for just a minute. You were, you were talking about that, that picture, and you were talking about that soldier and, and, and what soldiers in general, Jr. do oftentimes. Uh, I mean, the, the, the verse that stands out. What is that verse that stands out uh, from the New Testament? So at almost every memorial that I've, I've conducted, 
we will remember John 15, 13. It says, greater love has no one than this, than a man lay down or woman lay down his life for his friends. And so whether or not these individuals would acknowledge the freedom that Christ has given them, they have laid down their life for their brothers and their sisters and for their fellow countrymen. And that is the greatest love that we can see on display. Now, ultimately, that's what Christ did for us. Amen. If we remain silent, even the stones will Amen. cry out. Amen. And may these stones, like you showed, may they be a cause for a pause that would, that would provoke us to ask the question, what do these stones mean? What does that flag mean? What does the cross mean? We must remember. We must never forget. Amen. Greater love, and, and I think you had said it before, greater love has no man uh, than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You said that's Christian and non-Christian. That's a verse that stands out to soldiers regardless that that's, that's part of their life is that they know that when they go into battle, they may show the ultimate love. Yes. They may lay down their life for each and every single one of us. Think about, think about this now, and it, this is our final text, final, uh, I'm just going to talk about. We do another memorial more than once a year. We do it every first Sunday of the month. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but we'll be doing it next weekend. Every first Sunday of the month, we remember Christ's body broken. We remember his blood shed to preserve us blameless unto everlasting life. You see, the, 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 the Passover meal to the Jewish people was a moment in which they remembered God's delivery of the Israelites from slavery, from oppression into the promised land. But then there's Jesus on his, his last supper with his disciples, his closest 12. He said, hey, whenever you eat of this bread, whenever you drink of this cup, I, I don't want you just to remember what I did in, the, in, the, uh, in Egypt. I don't want you just to think about the way in which I, I sacrifice or uh, we set this up so that you could come into the promised land. I want you to remember my body broken, my blood shed to preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. I need you to know that this is, this is what this bread symbolizes, his body broken. This cup, it symbolizes his blood poured out. He was the perfect lamb. He was the Passover lamb that saved everyone that allowed his blood to be painted over their doorposts, over your life. We remember, and may we never forget. So today, it's Memorial Day weekend, and today we're talking about and thanking God, and we're honoring the men and women that have given the, everything. But more importantly than that, we remember Jesus. We memorialize his body broken, his blood shed to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. And may we never, may we never forget. It, it shouldn't be once a, a year. It shouldn't even be once a month. It should be every single day, 24-7, 365. Every breath that we breathe, it's because of his breath in our lungs that we can even live. May we never, may we never forget. Amen. Praise God. Stand with me. Stand with me. Let's stand together.
JR, thank you very much, man. Give JR a, a, a rousing round of applause. You can be seated, brother. So, as we wrap up this time together, we uh, prepare our hearts for, for this closing song and worship, and maybe you want to come forward and you want to be uh, to pray or be prayed for, and um, there'll be some people that can pray with you. Maybe this is just like we did last week. This is that altar, and this is that place where you just come forward and just say, God, I'm, I'm, the sacrifice is me. I'm giving you me. This is a great day. This is a great opportunity to do that. Maybe you need prayer for a specific need or healing or whatever that thing is. I believe our God is big enough. We want to pray with you and pray for you. Here and now, though, let's remember what we have. Let's not take for granted the things that, that uh, maybe we've been taking for granted. Let's, let's, let's thank God for our nation. Let's thank God for, for the, the rights and the privileges that we have because of the sacrifice of others. But then let's also not forget, let's remember what Christ did for us, the freedom and the Spirit of God living in us. Because of what He did, we can have life and life more abundantly. We, we are no longer that old, mediocre self. If anyone's in Christ, He's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Today can be a new day for you. There's new mercy today, regardless of what you did yesterday, regardless what your past says about you. Today is a new day. Receive what God is offering to you. Receive uh, uh, the abundant life, the eternal life, the life transformation that God wants to give you. Don't hold back. Don't look around. Don't think about what anybody else is saying. Here and now, today, just between you and God, this is that opportunity to say, God, I accept what Jesus did for me. It's a personal relationship. It's not a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus. Jesus was relational. He had his 12. He had his 72. There were the 500 that gathered together. Like Jesus was a relational guy, and he taught relationships starts with our relationship with him then it's a relationship with others let's be in relationship with one another let's start it right now bow your heads with me close your eyes if you don't know jesus as your savior or maybe you know him but you need to make a decision today to recommit some things maybe there's some sin in your life there's some brokenness whatever it is you can come forward there's some already making their way forward if god's speaking to you you just come forward make this front area a place where you feel open and welcome to pray you can stay at your seat if you want, but however and whatever God's saying to you, just allow God to work in your life. If today God's saying, uh, you're saying to God, God, I give you my life. I give you me. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my past. Come into my life. Just, it's a simple prayer that goes like this, and you can repeat it as I pray it out loud. You can repeat it to yourself. It's like this, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner and that I've made mistakes. I've messed up. But I thank you that because of what Jesus did on the cross, I can be forgiven and set free. And I'm asking you to set me free today, that you would uh, right my wrongs, that you would come into my life, that you would wash me clean and make me brand new. Today, Jesus, I confess I need you. I need a relationship with you. Today, I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. For saving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you that your body was broken and your blood was shed to preserve me blameless on everlasting life. Because you died for me, I choose to live for you. We thank you, oh God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Man, if you made that declaration, we want to hear from you. We want to pray with you. You can fill out the connection card, check the box, but we just want to be able to minister to you. We're going to sing this song. I'm going to put my mask on, and we're going to pray. If you need prayer up front, there will be some others. Pastor Ricardo, I see is over here. Christina's over here. If you need prayer for any reason at all, Chaplain Lorenzen's here. Uh, let's, let's pray. If you need prayer, come on. Let's pray. Let's sing. Let's pray.
give God praise today. Man, JR, thank you again. We honor you. We appreciate what you do. Um, have a seat for just a minute. I'm uh, taking Mikey's spot today. He's out of town this morning. Uh, if you're a visitor this morning, there's a connection card on your chair or the chair next to you. Fill that out. We'd love for you to, to let us know who you are. Give us some information take a next step with us. If you have a prayer request, you can put that on the back there, and then you'll be dropping that on, uh, on your way out. But watch this video as you fill this out. This is our new series starting next week. Let's watch this together. So next week, I'm going to do something. I'm going to preach the Bible. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Y'all are like, what? Don't you preach the Bible every week, Trevor? Yeah, no, no, no. So we're doing something a little different. We're doing this thing where we're, we're, uh, we're going to preach through a text. And I'm going to take you through the book of James. Not exhaustively, because that would probably take me like six months instead of four weeks. But I'm going to pick and, 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 and share as the primary text through the book of James. Um, 
next month, in the uh, month of June. You don't want to miss it. It's powerful. One of my favorite books in the New Testament. He's the half-brother of Jesus. Please come. Please invite some family and friends uh, for that. You know, there's a few other things that are coming up. This Friday night is grad night for the class of 2021. Can we give our graduates a round of applause? So we're going to honor graduates on grad night next, this Friday night. And if you know a graduate, make sure uh, that they're here because we have some really cool things in store for them. We're also doing a grad Sunday, but that's not for another couple weeks, uh, June 13th. Next Sunday, we're doing a child dedication. I don't know if you know this, but in the beginning of May, we did a child dedication, and I had to cancel on a little girl, um, a young lady that is very, very special to me. Her name is Maya, and she's back in the back right now. I saw her earlier, unless she slipped out. Is, is Maya back there? Wave if, if she's back. There she is. Okay, so Maya's back in the back, and she's going to be dedicated to the Lord next week. It's a powerful, beautiful thing, but I got sick when, when it was time for her dedication, so I called her mama, and I said, hey, do you think Maya can come back and we do this dedication? So little, uh, little Maya, born just a couple months ago, is going to be dedicated. There may be a few others that want to dedicate their child to the Lord. So, uh, next Sunday would be a great opportunity to do that. If you're interested in that, reach out to me. Let us know. You can even write that on the, on the connection card and drop it in the box. We'll make sure that we get in touch with you. Um, and then uh, finally, hey, this, this is the portion of the service, the worship service, where we worship God through the giving of His tithes and our offerings. And I thank you for your faithfulness in giving to the ministry of Renewed Church. It's because of your faithfulness in giving that we're able to make a difference in our community, that we're able to support uh, you know, families and help even this pastor's uh, wife that just passed away yesterday. Uh, uh, yesterday and, and all these different needs in our community and, and uh, just ways in which we serve. We give to missions uh, every time you give a portion of what we get. We give to missionaries and just because of your faithfulness, we can make a difference in our community and around the world. So please continue to be faithful. There's three ways to do it. There's an envelope in your seat pocket. Uh, our website, Renew.Miami, you can set up automated giving that way or you can text the word give to 786 565 one one six five. Let's pray together. Let's pray over this offering and pray for our dismissal. Heavenly Father, we just give you today. We thank you for it. We thank you for uh, just the time that we've had to think about and consider uh, what was done for us uh, because of those that sacrificed, that paid the fullest measure for our, our, our freedom. But then we also, most importantly, we say thank you for our spiritual freedom in Christ. Because of what Jesus did, we've been set free. The bonds of sin uh, no longer hold us. We've been, they've been broken, and I thank you for that. And I pray for that person today that surrendered everything to you. God, I pray that you would help them in their walk to continue to walk in you and become that new creation, be that new creation in Christ. Bless the giving of your tithes and our offerings for the use of your kingdom here and around the world, we pray. Give us a great week. Give us a great and safe Memorial Day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all that God's people said, amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.
Yeah.